they're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, we, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird, Truth or Report, with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. Kick his ass, Steve Ash. Yo, 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 what's good, y'all? Welcome to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbird. I'm your host, Sean Chris, and today my guest, Mr. Fuck the Federal Reserve himself, the host of Liberty <laughs> Lockdown, Clint Russell. What's up, man? What's up, brother? Uh, thank you for having me. Man, uh, like I was telling you before this, you're on fire, man. you just been dunking on everybody, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that the uh, the Tim Pool or the Tim Cast IRL appearance came out of nowhere, and I I spent the entire uh, plane ride over there re-listening to uh, the creature from Jekyll Island. So oh. when I got on air, I was like, "All right, what what would be the the top thing I would like to really blast if I have a million plus people listening to me?" And I was like, "No one ever really blasted Federal Reserve on big platforms, so that was the target, and I feel like I hit the mark decently well." Yeah, it was beautiful. And then plus uh, your recent episodes with Maj. I love Maj. So that was even better. Oh, like, so I was like, and then you had Dave Smith, uh, like not too oh, long yeah. ago. So I was like, man, you're just kind of getting that uh, whole libertarian message out there. And I think like with the whole election uh, fraud or not fraud or what we all kind of known as people, either independents or libertarians or people that just anti-state have known is that the elections, we're, it doesn't seem like we can get out of this with electing. Uh, somebody at least from the Republicans or the Democrats. It doesn't seem like either party doesn't matter. So, do you no. think uh, uh, you could like kind of break down what the Libertarian Party can bring to the country? Yeah, well, I mean, if if the Libertarian Party was electable, they could bring uh, unbelievable peace and prosperity to the nation. Uh, you know, whether or not they're electable is a totally different question. But I strongly believe that if we were to have had you know Ron Paul in two thousand eight. Or at any point in 88 when he first ran, um, we wouldn't be where we're at today where, you know, the nation, the people are at each other's throat. Uh, we're on the verge of bankruptcy uh, nationally as well as most people. Um, we wouldn't have had the lockdowns. I, I, the list goes on and on. I mean, the, the world would be better in so many ways. And, that, and I don't just mean the United States. I, I mean, globally, we, we almost certainly wouldn't have invaded Iraq or Afghanistan uh, we wouldn't have destroyed the Middle East, including Syria, Libya, you know, Lebanon, Yemen, the list goes on and on. So, I, And then you have all the blowback that comes from those interventions that were uncalled for and unnecessary and immoral and unjust and murderous and just awful. So, yeah, I mean, uh, on almost all fronts, I think that the I'm not saying the Libertarian Party per se, but the right Libertarian candidate, you know, a Ron Paul type or a Dave Smith type could really get us on the right path and. That's why I'll be supporting Dave if he chooses to run uh, going forward, because I, I think that it's our last best hope at actually waking people up and, and hopefully building back from the ashes. Because I, I personally believe the collapse of this, this empire is inevitable at this point, uh, but I think that we have a, an opportunity while the Fed is papering over the, uh, the crater in the economy to hopefully inform people of what they should be looking to do post-collapse. And I hope it is Dave Smith because uh, 
years ago, I was like, man, you know what we need as a president? A comedian. Because in right? really, it's really true, though, because they're so well-traveled and they've seen so much of the country. They know really how people act because people in New York don't know, really know how people act in California. And people in California don't know how people really act in Texas unless they've been there. When you've been mm -hmm. there, then you experience the people. You see the difference of culture because it's not just state, different cities, different sections, different counties. Everybody's different, right? So I, right. I do think that a, a comedian would really – we would benefit much as a country to have a president that was a comedian. Yeah, or, or any performer that knows people uh, inside and out. But a comedian knows people better than most because they know how to make people laugh. And that's, that's a uh, – it's a very – rare skill set particularly amongst the libertarians who don't have a sense of humor to save their fucking lives oh, man. so <laughs> i i think that that's the main the main reason i'd like to see him is because you know i don't know any other candidate out there that can reach through the mainstream and talk to people that aren't already in our camp and inform them of what we believe and what we're passionate about because <clears throat> the media is always going to try and portray us as stuff we're not and i think that dave does a, an unbelievable job of actually conveying what our beliefs are in a way that is compelling. It's emotive. Uh, it's emotional. And, and I think that that's what we need right now because we're not in some like standard political environment where you can just tell people, Hey, if you vote for me, this is what I'll do. Like, no, you have to reach into their souls and change their, their entire mind about what you, what you're trying to deliver. Cause at this point, people think that we exist in this du duopoly and it's eternal and that you have to vote Republican or Democrat if you want to have any changes happen in your lifetime, as opposed to, you know, someone like Dave who can get on the stage and say, you've been doing that for how long? How much has it gotten better? And I think if you talk to anybody on the right or the left, they'll, they'll all say that it's gotten worse. So we need we need someone who can really do that and then also keep some levity to it you know make people laugh at the system make people laugh at the corruption uh, i think that there's there's a lot of merit in in just demonstrating how how hysterical all of this is cuz yeah. i mean i get i would get too <laughs> depressed if i didn't laugh at it sometimes you know well that's why we make memes and just joke about it because you're right exactly. we got to like blow off some steam and i think that someone like dave would because he's grabbed someone like me like I think uh, I'm not saying like I always tell people I'm like an independent anarchist libertarian leaning. I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't right. really know exactly what to call it. But he's bringing someone like me and a lot of other independents and people that don't even want to vote. And I go, hmm, well, let me listen what this guy's got to say. And that's what we need, because Ron yep. Paul sparked a lot like me. I was like all about libertarianism for a little bit because of but only the way Ron Paul was talking about it. And then like mm -hmm. when he left. I was like, what the hell is this, man? I don't want, I didn't sign up for this, man. And then I was like, I'm not dealing with this. Like, I like the ideology that I learned from Ron Paul. And then now um, one of my buddies introduced me to Tom Woods during COVID and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, how did I not know about this guy? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, what you're describing is a, is a Rothbardian or a kind of a, I don't even want to say it, but a right wing libertarian is, is more appropriately how you would describe Ron Paul. I mean, which is why he ran on the Republican ticket. And and you're not alone, brother. There's there are millions of people who supported Ron Paul and then watched the Libertarian Party become a laughing stock that was more concerned with sounding woke and saying the right things than they were in our fucking freedom. Yeah. And that that shit's changing. And you know, Dave Smith is at the forefront of that. And myself and a whole bunch of other people are kind of, you know, his foot soldiers that are trying to make sure that that happens in our lifetime. Cause we don't have time left, man. Like this is not a fucking game. It's not a joke. Yeah. Like the country, the country's going to fall apart. And 
And if we don't, if we don't, you know, give it one last shot, I, I'll never forgive myself. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm about. I'm just trying to, trying to give the people one last shot for freedom, man. If you guys want it, this is it. Like there is, there is no, there is no second chance now. And, and I think it is going to kind of, like you were saying, like it is going to fall apart regardless. Like it's inevitable. A lot of the stuff that how we set it up, the financial system, which you know a lot more about is like, this was inevitable. People like Peter Schiff has been ring, blowing this horn forever. Like he's been right. telling us like, Hey, yeah, I know I'll, everybody's happy with Trump and they said the economy's perfect, but it's not perfect. It's the same it's propped by the same bubble that it <laughs> popped in 2008, except it's bigger and the pop is going to be worse. So I 100%. think that that's inevitable, but I think we either bleed out or like you said, stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. That's all we can do. And, and if someone like, see if Dave Smith, I'm, I'll, I know he hasn't really said that he's going to run, but I've been hearing that too. And that would, for me personally, that would put me, that would someone like me, then I'll go, okay, you know what I mean? I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to yell this to the rooftops because it's been so long since I've had someone that I had, <laughs> Ron Paul, like I tell people tell me, even my daughter, she's like, oh, there we go, Ron Paul. Like, <laughs> I'm still talking about him. I'm like, I love it. That's the only guy that ever spoke to me. Like you said, spoke to my soul. Like, I was like, yeah, he's right. Like, the Federal Reserve is horrible, man. And then reading, yep. you know, uh, G. Edward Griffin's book and then like kind of yep. just looking into it more. And I'm like, well, yeah, why, why are we going to war without a declaration? <laughs> wait, wait a second. And then you start learning more and more. And it can, these are things that can be fixed though. It's not like it's inevitable, like it's never ending. We could stop it, but someone has to go and actually stop it. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, whether or not we can stop the federal reserve is, you know, we'll find out, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they really do control everything, including the media, you know, across the board. Um, they're just extremely powerful people, but the truth is we have the numbers and, and that'll never change. Like we have the numbers. It's just a matter of, are the people sick of being fucking slaves or not? And if you if you are sick, you have an answer. And that's Dave Smith. I mean, that yeah. that is your answer. If they put up Trump again or DeSantis, and it's I mean, it, it's almost certainly not going to be Biden. So imagine it's Kamala Harris versus Donald Trump again. You know what you know what that shit gets you. So, yeah. like, do you really want to go down that path again? Do you want to continue the destruction of your nation? The, the country that you were fortunate enough to be born into, or would you like to get back to the fucking basics of liberty and say, I'm going to, I'm going to shrink this government to the, to the point that it's actually controllable. Cause at this point it is nowhere near being controlled. And, and I think that it's, it's now or never, man. I really like, I keep saying it, but I, I mean it, it's, this is it. We're, we're at 30 trillion national debt by the yep. end of this year. We'll be at 50 trillion in my opinion, by the end of 2030, that's a decade from not even a decade from now. Um, so, you know, the, the dollar will die. Like Peter Schiff has been saying it a long time. He was, he's been saying it too early to be honest, Yeah, but he's not wrong. He's just early. And, yeah. and that's, that's kind of what I try and get across to people is like, it's, it's coming. You know, I know, I know he said it too early, but just, just believe me when I tell you, if you, if you make 50 grand a year and you owe a million dollars, you're going to file bankruptcy at some point, you know, yeah. like that's just how it goes. And that's where our country's at now. And then plus with the advancements of China and the more they're uh, becoming a economic powerhouse, it's it's more oh, yeah. and more to strangle us out with that Silk Road initiative. That's really killing us. And it seems that people and that what Russia is not using our dollar anymore. And I think a couple other countries. And right. what would you think an exit strategy would look like of the Federal Reserve, though? Would we try to go crypto? Would we have to just go and jump in full force into the future and be like, hey, let's do crypto on some kind of uh, not centralized just decentralized you know a bunch of different cryptos where people are actually manage it themselves 
Sure. I mean, there, there's many ways that we could go about it. If, if you get a president in like Dave Smith, you could, you could potentially uh, just legalize cryptocurrency as tender. So you could make it so that it's basically do what El Salvador did recently, where they made it so that in the law, you have to be able to convert Bitcoin, Bitcoin at all retailers. You could do stuff like that. I mean, you really could. And, and you could just outcompete the dollar as opposed to abandoning it. You could, you could actually create competitive alternatives to the dollar. I think that that would make a ton of sense. Um, ultimately, if, it, you know, if Dave fails to get elected and, and the Fed is you know, left undaunted and they continue down this path, I think the alternative option is to, for the people like us that understand this, this game is rigged, to opt out and to go into cryptocurrency space and, and try and become, there's a, a, a wing of the libertarian philosophy called agorism, where you, you basically, it's like black or gray market. You mm -hmm. just basically operate outside of the system and, and it's illegal. So like, this is not without risk and I'm not advising anybody to do it, but yeah. if you're serious about starving the beast, if you want to, to end this cycle of, of death and destruction, I think that's a that's a viable alternative in the meantime is to, you know, shift your assets into cryptocurrencies, operate outside of the purview of the government and try and, you know, build wealth so that you could hopefully be one of the few people that can be strong as the economy implodes. Um, so that's that's another path we could take. Yeah. And I think that is because for me personally, like I always tell people like the way I because people go red pill, this pill, like I'm more like a liberty freedom guy. I grew up sure. like against like with my neighborhoods where, you know, we didn't like cops because they didn't they didn't talk treat us the way we liked it. And I think sure. that that market, that black market's always been an option for us. Like we're like, well, why can't we? Why can't I sell heroin? Okay, yeah, heroin is bad for somebody. I totally agree. But, I mean, you're still selling in pill form to somebody else. Like, it's like, for why sure. is it okay for him but not okay for me? And that's the things I think we get into these gripes. So I, I advocate for that a lot. I tell people, do what you have to do to make sure and maintain your family and your circle. That's To me, that's right. what it boils down to. Like, nobody's here to tell us. I think that's why I got a lot of, with this whole COVID stuff. And that's what I want to get into with you, too, is about the libertarian – I mean, besides like Tom Woods and Ron Paul, like, you know, like pillars, but the, like the the Vegas, uh, I don't know if you've seen that one, the Las Vegas LP party, like they were just going like, I think they are rearranging that whole caucus right now, but like, it's just out of control. It was too like democratic, like very like liberally, it was like crazy. progressive. Yeah, it was uh, LP Nevada there. They tweeted not a single time in the past year against the lockdowns but they took an entire week dedicated to dunking on Ron Paul yeah. and his newsletters. I mean, these people are fucking nutcases. So, uh, yeah, they're gone. Fortunately, uh, this is, this is why I want people to have some hope is that the Mises caucus, which is, uh, named after Ludwig von Mises, which is one of the many Austrian scholars that kind of formulated the party and formulated the ideology by which we operate. Um, it's named after him. The Mises caucus is incredible. It's the Ron Paul wing of the Libertarian Party, and they are doing what many people have termed a takeover, where they are taking the party back from the woke weirdos that had taken over the LP for the past decade. So, um, you know, maintain hope. Like, we got this. It's, it's a done deal as far as I'm concerned. They're so concerned that the LP New Hampshire, because I don't know if you've noticed, but like all the, all the Twitter accounts on, on, uh, online for the LP got really based. Yeah. All of a sudden, about 60 days ago, and myself and a handful of other people were kind of like, 
we were the driving factor behind that because, you know, I, I started my show. I started my Twitter account. I started all of this because I was so pissed off at the LP for not opposing lockdowns that I was like, Liberty Lockdown's the name. And that's all I'm talking about from here on out because fucking the LP won't do it. The people that are yeah. supposed to be doing this, they ain't doing it. So here I am. My shit blows up. I'm like, I'm getting, you know, thousands of followers every month. My show's, my show's booming, even though I just started it. And everyone's looking around like, well, why? You know, why is this guy killing it? And why are we completely worthless and, and getting no traction whatsoever? It's like, because you're not fucking telling people what you ought to be telling them, which is that these lockdowns are immoral, unconstitutional, unnecessary, illegal, you know, everything uh, across the board, y'all failed. So uh, that's where the Mises Caucus uh, spirit came from. And not, not from me, but from uh, Michael Heiss. He started it up, and then Dave Smith is kind of the the figurehead for it or the talking head for it, and and they're just dominating shit. But this is what's crazy. So, because we were we were dominating so hard, and our interactions on the LP Twitter accounts were up thousands of percent, like month over month, because we started to say real hardcore liberty shit that was controversial. And <clears throat> so, the existing people within the LP, the woke crowd, the we call them the loser brigade. Um, <laughs> Uh, J, uh, henchman who's the current chair and uh, uh, this other lady i forget her name um they they actually had a vote a couple days ago to disaffiliate the libertarian party of new hampshire new hampshire branch because he had said some shit about how child labor should be legal and and a bunch of other like super hardcore libertarian yeah. takes and so they tried to just get rid of that that entire wing and create their own i mean they're they went the full tyrant route of like rewriting the rules and and kicking out all of the mises caucus members because they they are so concerned that we are going to take this party over and they're right to be because we are because we're the we're the ones with passion we're the ones that actually speak to the the freedom-minded people's souls in this country and just just a matter of time man like if it takes until 2022 so be it i think it'll be faster than that um, but there's a reason to be hopeful because this shit is happening right now. Yeah, and like I said, listening to a lot of Tom Woods uh, lately, like that's he really riled me up because he's such an intelligent guy, and he 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 puts things logically. Like I I'm not like I like things to be logically put out where we can actually. Cause so sure. then I can explain it to somebody else. If you can explain it good sure. to me, then I can explain it to somebody else. They could explain it so on and so forth. And it it has been getting me more because uh, you know I voted for um what's her name uh, Jurgensen. Only because yeah. I vote for Libertarian out of, like, I did Gary Johnson, too, even though I didn't really like Gary Johnson. But it's just right. kind of like I can't vote for a Republican or Democrat. But this is the first time in a long time that I'm starting to get excited about maybe we could finally have someone that I could that I could be proud to. But like, I'm going to throw a sign. I don't have a sign. The last time I had a bumper sticker <laughs> was Ron Paul on a sign. You know what I mean? And Me, too. Shirt, like, Me, too. Because I didn't know when he ever really seemed to care. And and I think another thing that we need, not just the Tom Woods, though, I think we need to give more like Maj and people like that are really important to the movement, too, because it's just so many. We have to get all these people that are disenfranchised from Republican and Democrats because they know that they hate both parties. Yep. So why are you that, continuing the same game? And that includes the Republicans that are disaffected, that that believe in liberty and were pissed that Donald Trump allowed them to be locked in their fucking houses for a year. Like those are the people we should be reaching out to because there is a party that should exist for people that have this worldview that believe that, that freedom is more important than security. Like that needs to, that you need to have an option on the ballot for that. Like, I don't even believe in democracy, but if we're going to have a democratic system, you damn well, right. We're going to have one that gives you the option of fucking not getting locked in your house. 
Because yeah. at this point, we don't have that option. So that's what I'm working on. I agree with you 100%. We need to be reaching deep into the hood. Like, I'll just mm-hmm. be straight up mm-hmm. about it. Like, Maj Ture is a perfect example of a guy who he knows firsthand how fucked up the police are. Yep. And, and you know, I didn't grow up in the hood, but I grew up in, you know, suburb type lifestyle. And I didn't have a good interaction with the police. So, like, I think this is a universal feeling is that the cops don't treat us very nicely. And, and there's a reason for that, because they have a monopoly on violence. And we need to express that to to the people that are that are in the hood that are really well, that's you know, what made me most. so pissed off about the whole George Floyd incident, because I thought this was a per in my head. I was like, we got it. We fucking got it, guys. Fucking all this time. We've been waiting for a mother. Like, rest in peace. Right. Like, I'm sorry that that happened to him. But I thought we could finally get behind something as a country. One thing we're going to change. No, it completely nope. went the opposite way where uh, the, they stood their ground because I get into a lot of arguments on my uh, Instagram with uh, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Blue Lives Matter because Pe- people started following me because I was because I just like you. I just started my page because of this whole lockdown shit. I got my Facebook took down. Then I've gotten a couple of Twitters taken down. You know, like they just start <laughs> taking me down because I just say whatever the fuck I want. And then right. um, I get into a lot of arguments, too. So I'm sure people report me and people were getting <laughs> mad that uh i was talking about the police like i like they saw me like yeah man fuck mass fuck mass then i was like boom and i put one of those you know the blue lives the thin blue line flag and i was like this is a gang sign you know and then they're like whoa 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh well, you're right so fuck them uh i mean it is a gang and and they they have too much power and they treat us they treat us like we're enemy combatants and we're in a war zone and and it's not okay and i think that that's yeah you're right it was a huge opportunity for the libertarian party to to um, message correctly on that and yes. to actually put forward reforms that we could have actually all c- come together on and implemented in that moment. Um, but the truth is, you know, it's not entirely the Libertarian Party's fault. Like sure. the media was not going to give any shine to actual solutions because it doesn't pay them to have solutions to this. Like they don't give a fuck about it. Let's just be honest. So it's up to us, man. We have to reach across the aisle. We have to talk to people that are not in our political camps and explain to them that like, Look, the libertarians have been talking about legalizing all drugs across the board for 30 fucking years. How many millions of black and minority people have been put in prison needlessly for victimless crimes? How many? I mean, it's a ton. Ton. And and how many how many families have been ruined because these these young men can't provide for their children and they're now in prison for a decade or 30 years or life? I mean, it's it's a massive catastrophe on par, in my opinion, with slavery. I mean, oh, it yeah. is really, it is really egregiously evil what we have done to an entire generation of black men in this country, as as well as many white people too. Let's not get it twisted. I mean, a lot of people have been put in prison for victimless crimes. So, this we need to come together on this and and actually demand that we stop enslaving people for fucking victimless crimes. Like that just has to be that has to be a major platform, a major principle that we can come together on and get get done. Because if we don't, you're gonna have Marxist revolutions in this country because people are going to think that this is a product of of you know legitimate democracy and legitimate capitalism and it's neither. We exist in a fucking tyrannical hellscape dystopia and people don't understand it because they you know they went to public school or whatever they just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, but it's our job it's our job to explain like it doesn't have to be this way and it's actually fairly easy fixes if we can just all come together on it. Yeah, and people have been so indoctrinated. I know that word's overused, but it's true, especially with the police because. I even have like instances. I try to show like certain instances where like I don't leave you a way out. I'm like, all right, here's this video. How, how are you gonna get out of this one? And they're gonna they, they 
they come up with these things that you should just comply. And my thing is like, well, we have rights. Do you not believe in rights and liberty? If you don't, I get it. Then you want authoritarianism or, or some kind of tyrannical government. That's fine. I mean, I'm totally against that, but right, right. at least admit it. Like, don't be like, oh, I'm about freedom. You're not then. Because to me, freedom yeah. is to let – like, even people hate this too. It's free for someone to be racist. Someone can be racist. If they're not inflicting any harm on your property or your personal you know, being or your family, then you know what? They can be racist in their house all the fucking they want. And you know what? They're going to be a miserable True. person. That's on yep. them though. You see, we, I, I think that like – We've, it's just weird because living through society as it's been changing, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. It's like some people don't remember what 2004 was or 1998 was like, and I'm like, For real. this wasn't happening. They were like, oh, this is always ha-. I'm like, yeah, the cops have always been a certain way. But I remember as the 2000s were going, like me, I, I, I'm 37. And uh, in 2004, like, well, through my whole life, I, my friends are many different shades, many different cultures, many different religions. Like it's, sure. it's becoming more of a melding pot in this country. And when I... S- been seeing this wokeness which seems to have started under like that whole like ferguson movement and who knows what it's from whether it's a soros or some kind of globalist or some kind of whatever it may be but it's that identity politics that has started to seep into everything and when i seen it seep into the libertarian party one it made me think like wow how did this get so bad and two then i also thought did the libertarian party become some kind of like like elitist social club where they don't even care about getting elected because i'm like we don't even have like libertarians don't have a ton of like governors or mayors or city council like we we should be attacking that's what we say as libertarians you got to start from the bottom right and then we're then Mm -hmm. we only go for the presidential election (laughs) it's i mean it's a huge problem and you're exactly right and yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm 38, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. In the ni- late late 90s, I think we were as close to being um, actually woke mm-hmm. <laughs> as you could get. You know, like everyone was treating each other uh, as individual. Not everyone, but it, yeah. a huge percentage of the population was treating everybody as as an individual and judging them based off of their you know their character or their comedic ability or whatever. We were. It was all like. It was pretty kumbaya. I mean, it really was. There was no, there was no like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna hate someone because they look different from me. Not in my life, at least. Not, not in the people I knew. And, and I'm, I'm devastated to see the turn that we've taken. Where, you know, now, now it's all about judging people based off of how they, how they look. And, and that's supposedly woke now. I mean, it's just, it's just completely fucked up and backwards and upside down. It's like, I don't know. But the, you're right though. The LP became a social club. It became a. Uh, it just wasn't, it wasn't about political progress. It was, it was more about, um, you know, writing think pieces and, and getting on TV, but actually having no power to actually change any of this stuff. And, and that's what we're trying to change desperately right now, because they, you know, they, they wasted a decade. They wasted the most uh, opportune decade in my lifetime where, you know, you had the most awful political candidates you could pick from over the past decade and and we put up no one that could give a viable alternative i mean no disrespect to gary johnson but he was a trash candidate yeah and he's not a good libertarian and that's just the facts and joe jorgensen was an okay candidate but the people that were in charge of her campaign were awful so awful man and not only just because i i mean obviously my show is not that big but we talked about her twice we were trying to like we were trying to push her out there but but like the thing too is that she the one thing that we don't talk about a lot, you have to, it's just like Hollywood, like music, and you have to have that it factor. Um, mm-hmm. She doesn't know how, she, she didn't know how it. to spark a crowd. Like Dave is gonna, like Dave is perfect, man. I've seen him on Fox. You can see him, I mean, we haven't seen him on CNN, but 
He can fit on on CNN. He can go anywhere. That's what I love yeah. about somebody like that. That's why I loved Ron Paul, but they didn't like Ron Paul because the Libertarian Party didn't even back. It, it was so bad that he was like, fuck it, I'm going to run as a Republican. Like, that yeah. was crazy. That Like, that's why I tell people the only time I ever voted for a Republican was when uh, for the primaries for Ron Paul. Me too. I mean, and there was there was millions of us again that that became Republicans just to vote for him, even though we aren't Republicans. So, I agree with you, man. I, and and the truth is, like, if Dave gets the nomination, and he well, if he decides to run, and if he gets the nomination, the media is going to do the same thing they did to sure. Ron Paul. They're going to do that to Dave. Um, but the good thing is, is that Dave already has his foot in the door. The biggest alternative platforms that exist, yes. and the biggest alternative platforms are bigger than any of the mainstream platforms, other than maybe the Super Bowl. I mean, going on Joe Rogan and talking for three hours, you're going to reach tens of millions of ears and eyes. Um, so I think that that that's the most important thing about Dave is that, well, the most important thing is that he's a damn good libertarian. Yeah. That's first and foremost. The second most important thing is that he can actually get our message out, and that's what we need. We need someone who can actually reach people and talk to them and like let them know that there is an alternative. We don't have to continue on this path. No one likes this path. I know, I, like, I talk to people all the time. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's happy with the path we're on, you know? And, and why would we want to keep going forward? But to, to elaborate a little bit further, I think also the thing that Dave and, and a lot of people are, even like podcasts like yours and mine and alternative medias have gone because people need genuine people. They're tired of this fake uh, we've seen this fake newscaster, this fake shit on TV, these fake reality shows. People are dying for genuine content. People that are 100%. genuine, whether it's music, TV, or anything. And I think that's what people are going to gravitate towards. And I think that's something we could springboard off of and actually make it this momentum keep going. Because, like I said, like there's so many different fractions of people that are starting to, whether you call it woke or they're they're starting to realize what we're really in this crony capitalist state or we could call it technocratic, whatever we want to call it. It's still some kind of authoritarianism that is trying to keep us all unclamped. This bio now this whole big pharma pushing whatever they want. Like I can't believe that we live in a country that's supposedly free. And I'm told I have to take a vaccine to do this, 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 and that. And nobody's <laughs> liable if I get sick. Like that's crazy right. to me. I mean, it, it's it is crazy because it's it's not free at all. It's very tyrannical. It's very dystopic. I'm it's it's all things that I honestly thought, especially as a child, I would never see in my lifetime. Not in our country. Like mm -hmm. this is the type of shit you expect from China, and, and or you know North Korea or so, whatever dictatorial type nation you can you can think of. And in in our lifetimes, we we slid from one of the freest countries that have ever existed to one of the worst. Um, it didn't, it didn't like come out of nowhere though. It, it feels like it did, but the truth is, is that the federal reserves inception from 1913 and the debasement of the dollar is what got us here. And, and it's what allowed us to have uh, an entire century of militarism that should have never occurred. It allowed us to go out and start and kill millions of people, start dozens of wars over the past hundred years that we shouldn't have been involved in topple. How many other nations, um, basically just act a fool for a hundred straight years. So yeah, it, like the chickens are coming home to roost, man. Like this is, this is what it is. And, and it's, it's incumbent upon us to realize like, well, it does feel new. It ain't. And we have a choice here. Like we have a choice. Do we want to actually change this shit before it's too late? Or are we just going to watch this thing crash and burn? Cause uh, you know, at this point it's just a, I feel like it's a slow car crash, but I'm not even sure it's slow anymore. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, it's graphic and it's bad. It's graphic and it's bad. And to me, it's like 
you either roll up your sleeves and let's all work together and let's fix this or let's all just be on our own and then leave me alone <laughs> because uh, if you exactly. step in my area, then it's going to be problems because now there's no more country. It's just Sh- uh, Sean Chris's country. If you come on my uh, property, that's my country. <laughs> like, that's how it would be Dude, because I'm close. I'm close to that <laughs> myself. So I don't. I don't really want to go that way, but like, that's how, that's how close it is. So we have to decide, like, do we want to patch this shit up and try and get along? Or are we going to go our separate ways? Like, I personally believe that patching it up and trying to get along is probably not going to happen. I mean, it's sad to say, but I think it's highly probable that we're going to have to have hopefully peaceful secessionary movements within the, within the nation where Florida or Texas or Idaho or whoever else is out there that, that is sick of the trajectory of this country towards totalitarianism says we're done we ain't doing this anymore and now the you know the great nation of florida now exists like i think that's i think that's going to happen in our lifetimes and uh you know i hope i hope we can come back together i hope we can get someone in there that can fix this up but if we don't just mark my words that's that's how it that's how it plays out because there's no way this country stays together under its current trajectory it just won't happen it's impossible like you can already see like states are doing whatever they want now like at first it was that whole case lockdown we're gonna do what uh, the federal government wants and that was another thing that was uh whether you like trump or not uh people were talking about trump and then like you know uh uh they were saying whitmer out here because i'm in michigan and then cuomo and them they're like well we're looking for a plan from the federal government and i'm like dude like do you not know how this works like you're in charge of our state like yeah the federal government can give you aid but they don't tell you what to do and, and and it's like people, these people already live in this world that we're this uh, federalized, you know, country that it's just, every, and that's what I fear all my life is like a federalized police force, a federalized, where everything's centralized. We're trying to push everything towards that, our power grid, our power, our, our infrastructure shit too. Like not just our economy, our infrastructure hasn't been what improved since the sixties, maybe, maybe, oh, some, yeah, maybe the seventies. If we're, if we're lucky, we're overusing power. We're, we're, we're constantly, uh, we're printing money that we don't have. Like we're, like you said, we're so far in debt that we're never going to get out of it in our lifetime. No, no. I mean, what I think that there's a, there's a higher probability of us going bankrupt and just declaring our debt void than there is of us actually paying it off at this point. And it's like not close. Like we are, we will almost certainly default on our, on our national debt as opposed to um, having some sort of fiscal sanity where we, you know, pay it off over time. So that's, that's why, you know, that's another big aspect of my show. Uh, I was a private money mortgage broker, brokered a couple hundred million dollars worth of loans. And, you know, I really understand investing on a deep level. So that's another layer of my show where I try and I try and school my audience up on how to how to you know profit off of the malfeasance of the federal government or the state government for that matter and try and get ahead because uh, this is a I mean it's just a really sick system um, but the good thing is that if you understand Austrian economics and if you understand business you can still find a way to profit while everybody else gets you know ran over and you know obviously I would prefer that no one gets ran over. But if people are getting ran over, I'm going to step aside and I'm going to try and make some money, you know? So, <laughs> so yeah, well, you can only plant seeds and try to guide people. And if you're, you're not going to not eat cause they don't want to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my mantra is, you know, it, it's not going to do me any good just to be like, okay, well this system's corrupt. So fuck it. I'm not going to do anything about it. Like, no, I, I understand why this system's corrupt and I understand the market mechanisms that I can find profit opportunities within. So like, 
I'm going to, because I'm one of the few people that does get this, I'm going to take my knowledge and I'm going to try and acquire enough resources that I can look after my loved ones and my family when all this shit falls apart. Cause they're, they don't know, you know, <laughs> like unless they listen to my show, then they might understand it. But yeah. uh, for, for the most part, they're clueless as to what's going on. I mean, like not clueless. They, they know it's fucked up, but they don't know why. Cause people don't understand e- economics on a, on a level that, that uh, most of us in the libertarian party do. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta look after our own at this point. Yeah, it does seem that way. But I do think that, like, there is, like, what you said, that last push. At least we, I'm down for a last push, you know, a last stand. And I, and I sure. think that would be great if it's someone like uh, Dave. Like I, like I said, who knows? If it's not, I don't know, really, because we need someone that can reach a lot of people. We need the youth involved. We need people that can, like, talk to people and be relatable because yep. all this, like, fake – like, look at the last candidates who were both in their 70s, even Bernie. Like, all these people are in their late 70s, which I think is way insane, too, because you should be in your 40 to 50 range, not just because of, like, your cognitive skills and your your, you know, your health, but just so you cannot be that far from other generations. You don't want to be so sure. far from a generation that you don't understand what they're going through. And Right. Like, how does Joe Biden relate to a, a TikTok kid? Yeah. Like, <laughs> He doesn't. <laughs> Not even he has close. No clue. Right. And and I think that's that's what makes Dave so great as an option is because he does I mean he's got the Legion of Skanks platform so he's he is making kids laugh across this country and and sure he's making them laugh for, you know, saying inappropriate things, but like fuck the woke shit. Like I am I am stoked to have a guy who has said the worst things possible oh, yeah. so that when when the media comes out and tries to crucify for crucify him for it, he can just be like yeah, I'm a comedian, you know, like, kind of what, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Just don't apologize. Just be like, this is what yeah. I do. And, and this is what I believe in. And then pivot to how we've been supporting the genocide in Yemen for the past decade, yeah. you know, and like, and just continue to hammer them and be like, do you care about me making this, this joke about Puerto Ricans, even though my best friend and my co-host is a Puerto Rican? Or do you care about the fact that we have besieged the poorest nation in the Middle East for the past 10 years? And we've, we've, Cause the suffering and starvation and dehydration of a hundred thousand plus people. I mean, do you care about that at all? Or should we continue to talk about my bad jokes? Yeah. You know, like fucking hit them in the ribs when they talk that shit. And I think that's what Dave's going to do a great job of. So I'm, I am so looking forward to it. And another thing too, that I speak on the show a lot too, because when we talk about cancel culture, like, you know, that this is not the first time we've seen cancel culture. I always talk about like Lenny Bruce and Carlin. And then in hip hop, sure. you had like two live crew, NWA, so and so forth. And the thing to, to me, like sometimes I like to piss off conservatives. So I tell them like, well, you guys created cancel culture. And they're like, oh, no. well, you did. Like back in the 50s and 60s, that whole conservative movement, you couldn't dance. Why did they made a whole movie footloose about it, man? So like you created this monster, True. but then it like became back to them you know how they always say everything comes back and it's coming back to them it's like 10 folds yep. and now it's this blue purple hair blue hair fucking crazy like whatever the fuck uh, uh gender you are like first of all <laughs> i don't give a shit what you are like it, I, my thing is don't try to change my speech you're not going to change my speech i'm going to talk how i talk like i'm going right. to uh, be respectful to you if you're respectful to me but like man sure. i'm just going to talk like i don't like this whole I can't say this. I can't say that. Because some podcasts I go on to, too, I, I cuss too much because I fucking love to fucking cuss. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got I got lit up by Tim Pool oh, for cussing because they they uh, they didn't tell me before I went on. They didn't tell me that I wasn't supposed to be able to cuss. And I was like and then and then I cussed like a dozen times or something during the during the show. And and I'm like, 
y'all could have put a you could have had your producer write like no profanity and just slap it on the desk in front of me while we were recording. No one told me. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, I agree with you, and and that's that's what I'm passionate about. Like, I am passionate about being myself. I don't give a fuck if it hurts people's feelings. Like, I'm gonna be myself. Like, yes, I'm not going to try and hurt people I care about's feelings, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna self censor or or you know change my speech pattern because all of a sudden it's it's inappropriate and you're too sensitive. Like, no, like this is this is part of growing up is being able to talk to people like they're adults. And, and if you don't like me after I talk, then you don't have to listen to me anymore and you can go on your way. But that's that's the choice. You know, voluntary association. That's a huge tenet of libertarianism is that I don't have to associate with you. And guess what? Vice versa. If you don't like what I'm about, leave me the fuck alone. I'll leave you alone. We go our separate way. We're all good. Um, but that's not what it is. And, and to your point about how the conservatives were the ones that created cancel culture, you're right. The left, though, perfected it because mm-hmm. they have taken it to the extent that they are now canceling people in private life. That's where it's fucked up. Yeah. Like, if you want to cancel some performer because he says some, you know, communist shit in the 40s, okay. You know, like, it's I, I wouldn't do it, but, like, I can understand that because it's you're putting out a product that is supposed to reach mass audience. We're now canceling, like, like, male delivery men yeah. and you know shit like that like i mean we cancel people for for regular jobs with regular lives because they tweeted something inappropriate i mean this is madness this is not what it was ever supposed to be and um yeah i think that most people are are horrified of it even if they won't admit it even the pe- the people that are the most pro cancel culture are the ones that are most afraid of it actually because they're the ones that have been propagating it and they do it because as long as they're pushing attention on everybody else they hope that no one pays attention to the demons in their closet. And and I'm just done with it. I just don't give a fuck. Like, look in my closet, oh, see yeah. all the times I use the N-word, see all my my old rap tracks when I was in the when I was in high school. I don't give a fuck. Like, so what? I'm not a racist. I love all people. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck. Like, if you want to cancel me, go for it. And the good, the really fortunate thing is I've been very successful in business. So like I'm basically retired. I don't I, I can say whatever the <laughs> fuck I want. It doesn't matter. So deal with it. <laughs> bitch <laughs> yeah my worst one is uh because i rap too actually i make a lot of music yeah. and shit and mine is faggot like i say that a lot but but like i'm like <laughs> right. well first of all it's not my fault you associate that word with someone that's gay i don't i don't at right. all man i use it a yeah, totally no, different it, way it really like, stopped it stopped being about gay people a long time ago like it's just <laughs> just part of the racial parlance or not racial parlance but part of the uh like the hip-hop parlance mm-hmm. like you it's like calling someone a goofy, you know? <laughs> and, and that's like just like, you know, you usually like you go for like the ultimate. It's like the ultimate disrespect. That's why like you, when you're pissed yeah. off, you're you're locked and loaded. And that's another thing, too, is a lot of these uh, altercations when people are pissed, whatever language they're using, you have to also think of the situation like, OK, how angry were they? When someone's angry and fighting with someone, they're going to everybody knows they're going to say the worst shit. So we should. Right. So for one little moment, we should ruin their whole life now. If they're a piece of shit their whole life, then we should just push them out anyways. In any career they're in, we should be like, well, we don't want him here, the, the way his attitude is. But for one moment, if you were drunk or saying something stupid, when there's so many elitists and these same people that cancel one person will be defending another person for a similar reason because they like them. Or they, they're like, oh, that's my hero. And there's so much fandom going on, and whether it's politics or anything, that this fandom and, and idolizing people – to me, is one of the worst like plagues that we've had, and the internet has just like really, really like zoned in on this because there's like the so many like crowds, like whether it's the uh, you know Kim Kardashian ones or Beyonce, but even those like what is that one shit that K-pop shit, you know, like all those K-pop stands, all these right. people, and they're so fanatic about these people that they don't know, and 
they just follow their messages. And to me, it's just like a, a round of applause for the propagandists because they've really done a great job in getting the masses to be zombified to where they can feed them information so easily. The only thing to me that helped was this lockdowns because they didn't realize that, yeah, there's some people that dug their feet in the sand, like, but even them are getting worn down where they're like, oh, man, it's still going on, man. Like, the longer it goes, the, the more chance to me is that they're coming to our side because they're like, oh, fuck, man. You're, people that I know were like, yeah, you're right, man. This is bullshit, man. The free country. Like, oh, so, <laughs> so many people have come around. Like, I started my show almost exactly a year ago today. Like, it was, you know, first week of June, I think. Um, so when I first started railing against the lockdowns, very few people were with me. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Very few people were like, yeah, you're right. This is fucked up. So as people got more sick of it, the more my audience grew. And it was just like, yo, there's this one dude out here who's just like screaming about how fucked up this is for the past year. And, and you're right. It, it just, it's so many people came, you know, came to Jesus kind of like yeah. they, they're like, they're like, Oh man. So yeah, two weeks really isn't two weeks. Clint was right about that. And Oh yeah, we really can't talk about these solutions or these, these remedies or these treatments that you might be able to use. Like that is fucked up. Why can't we talk about that? And Oh, we can't talk about where it came from. Oh, that's weird. Why can't we do that? And then we, you know, the list goes on and on. And, and it's like people, even the stupidest motherfuckers out there start to figure out eventually that they're being lied to really yeah. egregiously. And they're like, Hey, what's up? Like, what, what is actually happening right now? And I think, fortunately, many of the people that voted for Joe Biden are starting to realize it, too. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you actually look at, at Donald Trump and every, every word that's ever came out of his mouth and you compare it to uh, Joe Biden and what he said, it's not even close when it comes to racism. Yeah. Joe Biden has been extraordinarily racist compared to Donald Trump. Like, if you were to take the quotes from each of them and tell people that you don't know which is which and just put it in front of them, most people would have picked um, you know, Biden is Trump and vice versa because Biden is fucking gnarly. And, and, and I think they actually really... did that. They did a couple experiments on the Daily Caller oh, like that. <laughs> yeah, and they told oh, that's him, great. And you were exactly right. People were thinking <laughs> all the racist ones were Trump and it was <laughs> Biden every time. <laughs> there, there you go. So I, I didn't even I didn't even know someone had done it. So, yeah, that, that's exactly right. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that that as people, the, especially the people that bought the woke shit, they drank the Kool-Aid for a little while. That, that they then got sold this terrible bill of goods, which was this obvious racist asshole for, that's been in power for 50 years and didn't help, help alleviate race uh, tensions at all. You know, I hope that at some point people will look at this, they'll look at the Trump presidency and the fact that he allowed them to be locked in their house and allowed uh, Fauci to ruin our lives. And, and then you look all the way back through all of the presidencies and you just go, this shit isn't getting better. No matter what, what we're doing, this trajectory we're on is a disaster. We have to try something really revolutionary. And, and as stupid and as crazy as it sounds, the most revolutionary thing we could do in this moment is vote for someone who wants to leave us alone. And yeah. that is Dave Smith, you know? And right at, that's uh, right after the election, I had posted that I think that maybe Biden winning was actually a blessing in disguise because all the Trumpers who did do believe in, uh, even though a lot of them like have that idolizing fucking characteristic of fandom, they also do believe in freedom, not maybe in necessarily the same way we do. They're a little bit sure. more pro-police and stuff like that. But if Trump won, they're going to be, they're not going to say anything. They're just going to be like, ah, we won, whatever. And then it was just going to be the left making, you know, ruckus, but just the loud far left. And now it was going to be the same old, same old what we've seen. But now we're getting to see the left go, <sighs> This is this is what we get. 
Like, you right. know what I mean? After all of this shit, where you're talking all this shit about Trump for four years, pounding in her head, the worst thing ever, and this is what you give us? So many Democrats and progressive are falling off. Like, the squad has been exposed for the frauds they are. Like, even Jimmy Dore, the progressive, I love Jimmy Dore, he's a great guy too. He's been railing at them, and he's telling people, and I think everybody knows that you, he they, they're trying to start their own people's party, right? It didn't go so well, but they know you can't vote for Democrat or Republican anymore. And there's more and more and more people understanding that, which is a beautiful yep. thing. Now, can we corral them and show them that we could do it better? Can we show them like this is the way that could be done? But also against someone that's going to sell them a fake dream against a reality because you're going to go, hey, because that's what I thought Ron Paul. See, for me, I was thinking logically. And he's like, you know, it's going to be rough for a couple of years. We're going to have to, right. you know figure out how to live by our means, you know, like budget kind of thing. But we'll get through it and four, five, six down the road will be beautiful. But people are like, right. we got to for two years. They're like, they're like, fuck that. I, I want it good tomorrow. Yeah. And then you got no, the I guy, think- other guy goes, oh, don't even worry about it, man. I'm going to, you need money. <laughs> you got it. You need money. You got it. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to compete with right. those guys. It's very hard. I mean, that, that is, that is the reason that libertarianism fails is because it's like, it's having a politician that tells you to eat your vegetables, you know, yeah. like no one wants to hear that shit. They don't want to hear it from their parents either, but that's a product of, of a decaying culture. You know, we have a culture that doesn't care about personal responsibility and taking care of ourselves and not relying on the hospital for, you know, everything that, that goes wrong in your life because you're, you're unwilling to take care of yourself to even the lowest level. You know, most people are just like, just give me a pill and let me yeah. continue to destroy myself. Like that's what people are. That's what people prefer. So a, a president like Ron Paul or Dave Smith or any other serious libertarian is like, no, it's going to like to stop the, the heroin drip of fiat currency that we've been living off of is going to be painful. And there's no way around it. Like it's going to be hard, but it's going to be worse. Like it's always like, yes, it's going to be bad, but if we don't, it's going to be way worse. And like, that's how you have to sell it. And yeah. that's just a really tough sell because either way you're saying it's going to be hard. And, and I think that that's, that's that's a big hurdle that we have to get past. It's like but we have to get with the way the state of the uh, the country right now. It does benefit um, to say that because you can point out examples, not just uh, speculation. True. You can show. Look at Portland. Do you want Portland everywhere? Do you want this? You, you we can actually look at stuff now. So now that it's unfolded and we have footage of it, we can show to conservatives because it's even tough to get conservatives over because a lot of them already they're already booked for Santis. I already know a bunch of people that are like oh, they're yeah. they're all about Santis. And I get it because, but to me, it's like, he's a little bit late. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he did. He, Out of everybody else, I get it. Maybe he did get, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Everybody, you know, you didn't know what coronavirus was. Everybody was a little skeptical at first. And, but the whole locking down should have never happened. It should never have been never. an option. Like, never. that's something that stands again. How can you say, hey, we're about freedom and liberty, but hey, you can't leave your fucking house. <laughs> that makes no sense. You can't do that. No, no, I know. And, and. I mean, that's why I have a soft spot for DeSantis because he has been the best governor on this stuff. But um, I think ultimately, if he were to get into power, he would not he would not end the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. like that's He's not going to do that shit. So um, but you're, you you made a really good point is that because we now have examples of of pain in people's lives that exist now, mm-hmm. like, hey, you were just locked in your house because we exist in their tyranny or, hey, you can no longer buy X, Y, Z goods because they're, they've gone up 400 percent in price because of all the money we printed over the past year like you can actually point to to hard examples of how 
your life is being fucked up because the government has grown too big and done too much and it's just going to break eventually. So do you want to continue to see where this goes or would you like to correct course and be like, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. Like hard, hard skirt, get off the freeway. Let's do something else. Cause like this shit is not, is not heading in a good direction. And so I think you're right. Like, and, and the, the sad thing is, is that that's often, that's often the case. Like historically people don't demand revolutionary freedom, like change unless it gets so, so tyrannical that they're like, I can't, I can't live with this. And, and my goal, because I am, I'm well off, like my life's good, but I'm still willing to fight and sacrifice everything to maintain freedom on this planet. And I think that's how dire it is, man. Like if we don't do it, there is no other country that can do what we do, man. We have, we have the most guns per capita. We have like, we have more guns in America than the rest of the globe combined, I think. Mm-hmm. So like, if there's going to be a nation that fights for freedom in our lifetime, it's going to be here. Like, take that seriously. Take it to heart. Understand your relevance, your importance, your your rarity in in history. Like, how how amazing an opportunity it is that you get to be on the front line. And I don't mean militaristically yeah. or war. I just mean like you get to be on the front lines of a of a, what amounts to hopefully a peaceful resolu- revolution to keep freedom alive on Earth. Like. That is amazing. So I hope I hope we can get that message to people and like let them feel it and feel like they're part of something bigger because Ron Paul did that. Yes. When you see college kids chanting in the Fed, you know, you know that someone has really broken through the paradigm and is like like telling something that's that's profound and deep and touching and like real. And and he did that. So let's let's hope we can do it one more time. And know your enemies because Arguing with some fourteen-year-old on Twitter that's telling you some woke shit like that's yeah, not your enemy or or the no. girl with purple hair or the conservative that's all about his gun. All these regular working-class people, I always try to get that across to people. I'm like, man, we're all on the same team. We're not with these oligarchs. We're not. Like, we're not in any of these social clubs. They would not allow us. Nope. So why and are they we don't... fighting with each other? Right. No, that's that's exactly right. <laughs> like, no, uh, no, thy enemy is uh, is is a well well. Or good way to put it. I, I think that that's, that's exactly right. And th- this is what the power structure wants. They want us to be at each other's throats because then we don't pay attention to the people that are actually fucking robbing us blind and, and have been robbing us blind our entire lives. The value of a dollar is less than 1% what it was in 1913. Are you pissed yet? Because you should be. Because yeah. that's, that's exactly what you got. Like, if you were to get robbed of 99% of your wealth right now, you'd be, re- you'd be ready to kill somebody. But because it happened over the past 100 years, you just go, eh, this is how life is. This is what, this is what you know, I expect to happen. No, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, it does not have to be this way. And we shouldn't be looking at people that have had success in, in this fucked up system that have done it honestly and earned their way to the top. And we shouldn't be looking at people that have been broken by this system and, and now think that woke politics is the way or that, you know, Marxism is the way and, and looking at them like, oh, they're evil. No, they, these are people that are responding to a fucked up, broken system. And are they wrong? In my opinion, yes, they are. But that doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make them evil. I look at them as, a, as you know, same as myself, just on a different path. Like, y'all are being ran over by the government, same as me. And, and if you can see that, I can identify with you and we can work on this to try and put it together. So that's what I hope, man. I really hope that we don't have to go the, the you know, two-state solution route where the Marxists get their landmass and the you know conservatives or the libertarian-leaning people get theirs. Like, they, if we're going to come together, it has to happen now, though. Like, there is yeah. no time left. I totally agree with that. We don't have much time because yeah. of how polarized we've become because that's why I was a 
I kind of just jumped out of politics when Trump came because I saw him as the opposite side of the coin of what Obama was. I was like, this is the final of they can get what they want now. The 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 technology has met up with the the plans of where we're it's easier to control people. And like you said, I'm not I don't think that each person is like, haha, we got an evil plan. But it's just like it's it's protocol. Like, this is my job. This is what I do. We're so programmed to do whatever our job is. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's for the better good. Like, I think that why uh, I've told people, too, like Thanos' character is a perfect analogy where people actually think that they're do they're like, he's like, I got to get rid of half of the universe. It's it's for the better of everybody. It's not, I don't right, want right. to. I don't want to <laughs> do it. It's fucked up. Like, but it's on my yeah. burden. And they really believe that they're doing these things to protect us. And which, a lot of people. They 100%. And they're like, oh, we need more security. We need we, we need more. When everybody was complaining about the mask, I said, hey, man, where, how come you guys were telling me shut the fuck up when I was telling you about the TSA now fucking being able to fucking grope the fuck out of us? You guys weren't right. that upset then because you were scared mm -hmm. of terrorism. Because I tell people, to me, uh, terrorism is to conservatives as co uh, hysteria as COVID hysteria is to leftists. It's, it's, That's a it's the same thing. Because... We we saw through the early 2000s how this whole hysteria of terrorism, terrorism, this, we got to go invade this country. We got to bomb them. Hey, what about this? Terror? They could come over here. And then they that's when they first started the whole cyber things. Remember with Iran and and a hacking sure. Bank of America and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then now it's back. You know, it's full circle where because they know the technology is back and they know so many of us are stuck on our phones. And I think so many people especially after the lockdown, a lot of people are secluded and they're not talking to other people. So they feel alone. A lot of people come to my messages and they go, man, I'm like, I'm the only one that doesn't want to get a vaccine. And I don't I only feel like this. And, 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 and I go, you know what it is, is they're trying to make you feel like you're alone. There's a lot more of us that think like you than they want you to believe. Now, some so people will take it just because you have to, like my brother, he's worried about it. He might take it. I'm not so much one of those people that necessarily believes the vaccine is some like, oh, it's going to chip you. And you're, I don't think that. I just think it's one of those farm. I think it's a money grab. You know what I mean? That's how I mm -hmm. look at it. It's a money grab. And it could have bad potential because it's a money grab because they're just trying to hurry up. They're like, oh, just rush the product. I don't think they're intentionally trying to kill people. I don't think like, yeah. you know, I get conspiratorial on my show sometimes. But my actual thoughts are I don't think that. I just think it's a money grab where they're going to use this and they're going to try to keep more vaccines. And now that they're seeing that we're hooked on that, you're, I'm seeing on Fox News and CNN now tons of vaccine commercials for shingles. And now they're coming up with the new Johnson & Johnson HIV vaccine. It's, it's mm. just wild that they're going to keep pushing this pharmaceutical shit and that people don't even realize we're like one of the only countries that allows pharmaceutical ads on television. No and, other and we're country also one of the that. only countries that that allows them to not have any liability if their if their vaccine kills people or hurts people. I I agree with you, man. I, I think the the only thing that I would say is that I'm a little bit more skeptical of of the vaccine in that um, you know the World Economic Forum's plans for sure. to for 2030 and and you know how they talk very openly about how the population needs to be decreased by a lot, like 50. percent Yeah. Um, that shit concerns me. Uh, you know, that's not. Not to say that I think the vaccine is the mechanism for that that plan, um, but I do think that whether or not the vaccine is good, I, I don't have a really strong opinion. I do think that it has hurt people. Like, I, I oh, know it know. has. So, yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah I know that. But um, whether or not it's actually good and it's, and it's you know, saving lives, I don't know that for sure, but I assume it is. I hope it is. I mean, Chris Paul just got uh, popped for COVID, even though he had been vac vaccinated months ago. So this shit, this shit all, you know, should raise an eyebrow. You should be like, hey, what the what the fuck's going on? If you're vaccinated, why can you still get this shit? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Um, 
But what I do think is like the more sinister thing that I, I feel pretty confident about is that I think that they are using the, the idea, they're floating the idea of vaccine mandates because they want to have that uh, precedent set that they can, they can basically criminalize dissent yes. and they can make it so that they can make everybody in this country put something in their body at some point if they, if they so deem it necessary. And that, that is a precedent I will not allow to happen. Like, like people talk about what they would fight and die for. That is one of them. Like if you're going to make it so that my life gets ruined and I'm a criminal or I could be imprisoned or you can force it into me, whatever, this is all bodily autonomy. This is life and death stuff. Like I will fight and I will die before you put anything in my body against my will. That's, I think any man on this planet should feel the same way. This is like an anti-rape uh, lecture yeah. that I'm giving right now. <laughs> you know, like it ain't okay. Okay. Like we have to have consent. Um, no so, means no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no means no, Dr. Fauci. God damn it. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that that's the more sinister aspect of it is like they, they want this precedent for whatever reason. They really want it. They want to have the precedent that they can create a bifurcated society where like people that go down, go with the, uh, the vaccine get to have all of their freedoms back as if freedom can be taken away or given for that matter. And then the other people get treated like second class citizens to which I say, fuck you. I will fight and die to prevent that from being my existence for the rest of my life. Yeah. I feel like it was a trial run to kind of, um, it gauges where people are at. You can see for who's sure. compliant. You can see who's not compliant. You can see who yep. may be trouble. That's why I think we've been like, you know, they've been tracking our social media, uh, you know, all of our accounts. To people think that like people aren't watching, people are constantly watching, especially the more buzz you get because they're worried about that. That's they don't want people. That's why they don't let a lot of accounts that go a little wild like me. They don't let us get too big because they know that we can get people riled up. Maybe not in a good okay. way. They they may be, it may be in a bad way. I don't know, but we can rile people up. And that's right. what they don't like. So I think this was a test route for people like all these think tanks like uh, the World Economic Forum and the fucking douchebag of the year, fucking Klaus Schwab. We fucking hate that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. And I think that they're like so putting these seeds that like there's more fear. So now you don't just have to worry about terrorism. You got to worry about bioterrorism, not only bioterrorism, bioterrorism and hacking where they could get down the grid. And I think uh, some of them, some of this is being used to shield uh the government's uh downfall like the 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 poor governmenting uh governing of where 100%. the economy's fucked up like the whole pipeline shit that was a big scam man they only yeah. they only hacked the billing information they had no access to the pipeline whatsoever they shut down <laughs> the pipeline for no reason but i believe I, you man I, I think they did it because they're like well you know i'm sure they get a call i'm sure they work with cuz one year ago, like today, it was like negative thirty dollars a gallon. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I know, dude. Yeah, because we shut down the whole fucking economy. Yeah, of course. And and the whole supply chain breakdown was a product of lockdowns, which should have never happened. So it's like, I, yeah. At this point, if like, I, I know it's, people have made this joke a thousand times, but it's real. Like, if you aren't a fucking conspiracy theorist <laughs> after twenty twenty, you're asleep. Like, you're dead asleep. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're looking at because so we have been lied to en masse by everybody for a year. And that includes both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, and all of the fucking people on TV lied through their teeth nonstop for a year. So, yeah, I'm a little red pilled at this point. You know, like, I'm I am gonna fucking do my own research and I'm gonna figure my own shit out because I can't trust any of you motherfuckers. So, like, yeah, that's that's where we're at. Like when I found like when I heard Tom Woods today, it's funny because I was just listening to Tom Woods earlier, and he was talking. I forgot who he was talking to, but he was like. I, all I'll tell you this, 
is that I'll never quit. I'll never make fun of a conspiracy theorist again. Like there you go. when someone yep. like that, who's all about logic, who's all right. He goes, they were right more than the experts. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. And I, and I was one of them because I was doing, because I was so opposed to the lockdowns, I was seeking out mm-hmm. alternative media to figure out like, okay, is this justified? Cause like, that was the first question I wanted to have was like, all right, is this as deadly as they say? Because if it is, at least it could be argued that it's justifiable. Yes. But if it's not, then it's truly unjustifiable criminal action, what we're going through. And it turned out that that's exactly what it was. It was a relatively benign virus that does not affect young, healthy people hardly at all. That's what it was. That's the truth. And I found that out in like June of 2020. (laughs) You know, like I figured that shit out really early on and then over time. And then I also figured out that it was from the Wuhan Institute of Virology and like all of this stuff. So like, I'm not even conspiracy theorist. So that's the crazy thing. Like all I was doing was trying to figure out what was up, what was actually happening. And because I was early, I came across as a conspiracy theorist, but I wasn't, I was just fucking listening to different doctors and different specialists that had different opinions from what was an acceptable mainstream narrative. And they all in time have been proven to be accurate. And thank God that we still like, even though censorship is awful online and I had, I had fucking tweets pulled down because I was saying shit that was not approved back then, but at least it wasn't airtight. Like imagine had we had no capacity to get these words out. Imagine had we had no ability to, you know, as, as bad as social media is, at least it, it allows us to have a voice to a lot of people, even if it gets deleted. Like we in the nineties, we wouldn't have had that. Yeah, like, no, what, yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, you could tell your neighbors and your friends or some shit. You might be able to text some people or page them, but that's about yeah, it. That's so about like, it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I think that um, these lockdowns have uh, did rile us up, but like for me, I was always a little bit conspiratorial. Like I kind of like laid off it because like politics and conspiracies kind of like my thing is like, Everybody in the conspiracy world, some people like flat earth. I, like my thing is the intelligence agencies. I've always been, and it's not really a conspiracy cons- theory. I know, but that's, <laughs> but now they've woven, woven everything into conspiracy. Like it used to be conspiracies were flat earth, reptilians, which don't get me wrong. I love watching different videos on different stuff and people. Yeah, no, I mean, it's entertaining. But sure. I'm all, I always go back to the logic, like, well, could this be? But now the same thing as someone saying, hey, this might work for a COVID is this conspiracy as saying, hey, this is reptilian. Like, that's how does that connect? That doesn't connect at all. It's, that's it's to- insane. And when I always tell people, because I would tell people in the conspiracy world, I'm like, dude, we, we got to go off with some facts, man. We can't just go off of all speculations. It's cool to theorize and have some theories and stuff. I was like, but there's like a whole list, man. I was like, you could go to CIA.gov, man, and just start showing like documents that, that are real, man. They're not even fake. This is not right. like some, hey, maybe this happened. No, it says it right there that it did happen. And, yeah. And, and, well, no, I, I knew by the name of your show right away that you were in the <laughs> – into the uh, <laughs> deep state conspiracy theory stuff because kill a mockingbird like mm-hmm. you know uh operation mockingbird so yeah i i agree with you uh, i think that anybody who has libertarian leanings can be classified as a conspiracy yeah. theorist because <laughs> you you automatically are already questioning the government's motives because you see it you already know it in a, in a visceral level um and and there's there's so much evidence like you don't even that, that's what I, I think it's insulting to call people who who opposed the CIA or the FBI as conspiracy theorists? That's those are rational people. Like that, you're just you're just looking at the evidence and saying these people don't work for our benefit very often. Like is that a conspiracy? Because I think it's a fucking fact. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and and that's when too when the whole defund the police movement like 
again, at first, I thought it was going to be, like, I didn't really necessarily, like, I didn't care either way the verbiage. I just thought it was bad verbiage because I, I know how people are. I know that message was not going to get across. But when I didn't hear all these people, I was like, because I had already seen them kind of, you know, the BLM forum before, and I didn't like how they weren't talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, ending uh, 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 the drug war, ending, like you know, legal, uh, decriminalizing you know, drugs, not even have to say legalize, decriminalize. I thought that was uh, great when Ron Paul ran on that, decriminalize, because it was a way that I could tell people, look, man, we're not legalizing it, but what's the point of putting people into jail where they're a, they're, they're a pothead and now they go to jail and they're sure. heroin addict? Because there's yeah. more drugs in jail than there's on the streets. The way that the right. jails are structured is even worse in the streets. They let well, the prisoners run it. And that, that's the best argument against prohibition. If you can't keep drugs out of federal prisons, what are we even talking about? <laughs> that you're going to keep it out of my fucking backyard when I grow a pot plant. I mean, this is laughable. And people still, even if you tell them that, people will still be like, yeah, but I don't want people to do drugs. It doesn't fucking matter what you want. People are going to do what they want regardless. You get to decide if you want laws that put them in prison for life over it. Like, that's what it is. So if the answer is yes, you want to put innocent, peaceful people in prison for life, then you support the, the war on drugs. And if you don't, the answer is decriminalization or outright legalization. Either way, I don't even know. I do not know how I have been having, I'm almost 40 years old and I'm still having this argument with people <laughs> where I'm like, what are we talking? I know you've done drugs. Everyone has done drugs. Why are we putting people in prison for drugs? This well, is we so got to meet them in the middle and we go, you know what? I don't like people watching Jersey Shore. So if people start watching Jersey Shore, I'm going to start throwing the book at them. 10 years. Right, right. 10 right. years per episode. <laughs> yeah. Or just be like, oh, you like, uh, you like the Kardashians, you like Vanderpump rules, prison, yeah. prison forever. Because forever. I'm a totalitarian <laughs> like you. Yeah. I mean, this it's just such a childish way of looking at things where you're like, because it's against my moral code, I think people should be put in prison for it. It's like, no, is there a victim or not? Because if yeah. there's a victim, I'm with you. You know, like, that's why I'm if you're a rapist or if you do something to children, go to prison forever. I don't give a fuck. But if you're just putting something in your body and you're not hurting anybody, like, what are we even talking about? Like, let's be adults here. This is so stupid. But I don't know. And hopefully, I always thought, hopefully here soon. I always thought that when I growing up be a naive kid you know like i thought jails were full of like rapists and murderers like oh yeah me too like me too. I, I was like well only the worst people go there and i've been to jail i've been to county jail and it's not it's full of a bunch of fucking fuck-ups like me like they're like oh, we didn't do it. <laughs> like i didn't pay this bill or like oh i got caught like just so much little stupid shit like you're like really yeah. that's what you're in jail for like that's crazy man it doesn't even make sense it, it, it's just this and, and then the thing that makes it so frustrating for me and like it was kind of cool because, you know, the whole QAnon movement, like, you know, trying to wake up conservatives, but it kind of did. But they're still so pro police that it's sometimes and I understand I'm not trying to go. I, I try my best because I, I have I am biased. You know, I am biased against the police because of my own uh, experiences, the things I've seen and experienced because they always go just a few bad apples. And I go, then why do I have 20 to 30 different stories? I could tell you my personal experiences that I could tell you and not even counting the, the, the rest of my, uh, you know, my connections of people that could, we can give you sure. endless stories. And I'm like, I don't think those are necessarily bad people. And I know that there is bad people that work in law enforcement, but I think it's just the whole structure. And that's yeah. another thing when they talk about like the systematic racism. Right. And I try to like correlate these together with them. They go, Oh man, the whole system is systematically racism. I'm like, then why, then why are you listening to everything Fauci saying? Why are you listening to right. all these people? Like, they just contradict themselves on both sides, whether it's left or right. Like, the left is like, oh, defund the police and everything systematically racism. But listen to the government. 
uh, about yeah. medical stuff because they know about that. The other stuff, law enforcement, they're not good at. But medical stuff, they're super good at it all the time. <laughs> they're always good at it. And then the, exactly. the and then the right is like, oh, we can't. Li- we don't want them to do any of this medical shit. But they're really good at the law enforcement. And you're like, no, they're not. Like, yeah. there's so many accounts of white people, black people, Mexican people, Samoan. Like, you know, you could go down the line that have experienced police brutality and not. And everybody always goes, well, they should have just listened. I'm like, you're not hearing us because, first of all, we're supposed to live in a free country. So you are allowed to say some shit. But there's right. a lot of circumstances where people are doing not a damn thing where they're listening and they're doing. But these egotistical people that are in a position of power that they know they could do whatever they want are going to use it from time to time. If they don't have, if they have that kind of mindset, they're not all empaths. If you have a a bunch of empaths as cops, well, that probably wouldn't be good too because everybody would be getting away, but you don't have people that can relate. They don't, they don't care. They don't live in that neighborhood. They don't know you. They could give a shit what happens to you. They've seen three gangbangers. All the gangbangers look alike, even though you're not a gangbanger, but you got the same fucking attire close enough for me. No, it's it's a huge problem, and I I would encourage anybody who thinks that the cops don't murder people to look up the Daniel Shaver video and tell me that that yeah. that kid is not murdered. I mean, it's it's about as as egregious as it gets, and he's white, so most people probably haven't heard of him. Yeah. Um, but it's awful. I mean, it is genuinely disturbing. It'll stick with you for months on end. It is unbelievably horrific, and and this is this is you're exactly right. It is not it is not about one thing. If it's about one thing at all, it's really about um, the monopoly on violence. The yeah. fact that we aren't allowed to protect ourselves like that. If we if we had the same rights as cops when it comes to defending ourselves, this would be a totally different situation. But we don't because all a cop has to say is I feared for my life. So I pulled and I clapped and he's dead. Yep. But if I were to say that about a cop, I'm in prison forever. <laughs> death, death row. If I were to say that about a cop, if, you're if a lucky. cop pulls me over. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. If I if I actually win the gunfight. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's a huge problem is that the, they are given a monopoly on violence. And as long as that persists, you will continue to have abuse. Now, there is there is an, a middle ground here where we don't actually have to abolish the police necessarily, but we have to give them only violent crimes to enforce. That is the only laws that they're allowed to enforce. And I would like to see obviously all nonviolent crimes to be taken off the books, but at the very minimum, we have to have the police no longer enforce them um, because we, we have way too many interactions with the police. That's one of the biggest problems is that, you know, they're, they're basically glorified tax collectors that can shoot you. Yep. I mean, it's not fucking cool, man. And like, if you're driving around with expired tags and you get pulled over and you act a little skittish and you're a black guy in the hood, who's been fucked with by the cops too many times. And, and you know, you make the cop nervous and, he yells, you get, you get scared, you run away, he pulls his gun, he shoots you in the back. Like, this shit happens all the time, yeah. and it's not okay. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens too much. And, and like, anybody who's, who's been around, if you just spend a couple, couple hours on the internet looking up the most egregious videos, you'll be like, okay, we have a problem here. Like, we need to do something about this. So I hope that we can finally all come together on this and stop playing the partisan shit of, like, you're exactly right, though. I mean, the, the Republicans are terrible on, on this. They they absolutely defend the military and they defend the police no matter what they do. And the left is the opposite. And they they defend the, you know, the medical industrial complex to the end of the earth or or the politicians to the end of the earth, as long as they have a D in uh, you know behind their name. Yeah. And got, how do we, we how do we switch it? it? Because like the one thing that, that that the conservatives now are pointing to is, well, look at San Francisco. 
Now in San Francisco, it's not uh, you won't get caught like you won't get arrested for shoplifting anything over a thousand dollars. And now like Walgreens and these big like uh, they're moving out because people are I'm sure you've seen plenty of videos of where people are going in in bags. And and my my thing is like, I get it. Like, yeah, that's kind of that sucks because, you know, do people do probably rely on that. Maybe that Walgreens. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what created this? Like this is it's not that like, oh, because their th- argument is like, oh, look, see. You took away crime. Look what I immediately crime rise. But no, I'm like, this circumstance was already created, though, man. You can't yeah. you can't just be like, OK, let's take away the, like, you know, this and it's going to be perfect. Of course, it's going to have to even itself out because it's so much bullshit, because so many, especially in California. Uh, I'm from California and that's why I moved. I'm I here moved. right now. Oh, so, you know, exactly. I moved yeah. because it was way too expensive for me. I could not. I could not ever I, I felt like I would never be able to live a happy life in California at that time because I was struggling trying to work too. It just felt like I couldn't work on my dreams because I was so worried about just living. I was just no, trying to live every you're day. Right. It's brutal here. Where where'd you move to? Uh, I'm in Michigan now. OK, well, that doesn't sound much better to me. Yeah, but. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I, it, at the time, four or five years ago, it seemed way better. But I didn't know right. about this witchboard bitch. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, obviously, I agree with you. Like the the system or the the situation with the the homelessness and the drug addicts and everything else that existed in San Francisco is a, a multi decade problem. So it's nonsensical to think that just because they they changed what rules the cops were enforcing that this is why it's so out of control all of a sudden. Like, no, San Francisco has been fucked for decades. So like, it's just been getting worse and worse and worse. LA is the same way. Um, so fortunately, San Diego isn't so bad, but it's on its way. Like it's the the homelessness here is getting so severe that I I sold my house and I'm I'm moving 30 days from now. So like, and I'm born and raised here, and I never yeah. thought I'd leave. But like, it's the whole state's falling apart. But it's really a product of of a terribly ran state. I mean, this is this is the issue. And and also for the people for the conservatives that are upset with um, seeing CVS's robbed, what I would say is the the real issue is that the the CVS, if you if you have a monopoly on enforcement, which is what we were coming from, where it was only the cops that could stop shoplifters, to where we're at now where no one's stopping them, well, there's an obvious middle ground here where private security gets involved and CVS says, hey, if you steal shit, we're going to have this guy who's armed who can stop you. And and that's that's what Ancapistan would be. That's what the libertarian solution would be, is that we would have private police to deal with situations like this because no business can stay afloat if you can steal up to $1,000 before you get stopped. I mean, of course, every business is going to go under if you have it like that for more than a couple of weeks. Um, so I think that that's really the the alternative that we should be pushing is that, like, we're not saying that we want lawlessness. We're saying that we want there to be, um, you know, enforcement of crimes where there are victims. Just that's it, though. Just if there's a victim, it gets stopped. And there are prices to be paid if you, if you, you know, wrong someone for their property or their person. And that's where we're at now. Like now, now we're at this terrible alternative where you can, you can rob people and not get fucked with at all. I yeah. mean, of course, of course, that's a disaster. You have people that can break into, like, my brother is a paramedic in San Francisco. He says that, that they the cops will not come for a a car break in, so like every single car has been broken into yeah. in the past year because all of these drug addicts are like I don't have to worry about a thing they just take a little 
uh, whatever it's called. They they pop the window, they reach in the car, they grab whatever they can, they pawn it, they get their next drug hit. And even if the cop pulls up as they're doing it, they can't be enforced, so they can't be put in prison. I mean, it's it's madness. So this is this is the end game of you know basically a Marxist uh, collapse in in San Francisco, in my opinion. Um, but we will you're going to see people start to call for for reforms here soon because no one's going to want to live in that when it gets to be as bad as it will. And, and uh, I heard from Tom Woods too. Is uh, I don't know if you heard about it, and he's actually out here. Dale Brown, the Detroit uh, Threat Management Center. They've been around for like 20, 30 years. They're an independently oh, yeah. uh, 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 run. And if you, a lot of people like give me shit for it, they're like, oh, well, you know, he's he's just trying to show you some. Cause he also trains people and stuff and how to disarm people. So people try to make, he's a phony. But I'm like, dude, he's been doing this for over 30 years in one of the hardest cities, man. Detroit is not an easy city to get by. And no. he's figured out a way to do it non violently. Cause he says, you Beautiful. know what? Cops are, uh, uh, they're not proactive. You know what I mean? They're reactive. Uh, mm -hmm. they come after something's happened. What we're trying to do is be proactive, looking through the community. And, and the way they do it, because people go, oh, well, what, are we all supposed to get private security? And I'm like, well, someone's already made a plan. If you look what Daryl Brown has done, he gets money from the businesses around. Because what he started was he saw uh, the grocery stores getting taken over and this and that. So he started going to this one apartment complex. And he, he told the guys, if I could get, you know, raise your business up for this uh, shopping center, he's like, you know, would you guys uh, be willing to hire me? And they're like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody comes by. So he found yep. tactics to improve the living in that apartment complex. One of them was uh, he put cameras everywhere. The cameras didn't work. But those drug dealers outside didn't know that. They didn't know that the cameras didn't work. But then mm -hmm. he would he would go up to them and try to be cool with them and be like, hey, just to let you know, the cops came by. You know what I'm saying? They were like asking for footage. I didn't give it to them. And they're like, oh, good looking out. I was just like, I just want you guys to know. So now they're they're afraid that the cops are out. So he's playing mm -hmm. manipulation, which is to help the community. So now yeah. they're inside more. Now people are coming and being not afraid to go in and out of the apartment complex. Now people, no, that's amazing. And then he found another way. He ended up getting them out of that situation by a bunch of places. And he improved the, the, the quality of life for everybody. And guess what? Everybody started shopping more because now people started staying in that apartment complex. You didn't get new tenants every few months because people are like, well, I'll stay here now that I'm not threatened where I'm not uh, in fear of going right. out. And now people are crossing the street and going to the shopping center and they started paying him. So there's there, there is money to be made and there is security to be had if you really look into it. It's not like well, it's something that can't be done. And then and then add to it. What if the dollar wasn't being debased constantly so that like your purchasing power was maintained so that a minimum wage job could still afford you rent as opposed to now where like you're dead if you just make minimum wage practically? Um, or what if we were to lift the regulatory uh, environment that exists in these places so that like you can you can actually have, you know, you can open up a, an in your own apartment like I'm going to do hair here. Like find a way to be an entrepreneur on your own terms and not have to worry about some busybody cop or whatever fucking with you. Like that's another layer. Or what if you legalize drugs so that like the people were actually able to, you know, create businesses and try and try and find a way uh, in that avenue. Uh, not to mention how how much more, uh, you know, fatherly uh, impact there would have been had we not been imprisoning people for decades. Like, all of this is such a it's just it takes so much explanation for people to see like from the macro all the way down to the micro like why did we have all of these issues that led to this one young man in the hood that killed some other gangster like it's not as simple as like 
this or that, or it's like, it's all, it takes the whole picture for people to understand it. And the libertarians are the only ones that get all of it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's, what's so frustrating about this is like, you know, we really, we really do. We really understand this stuff on a deep level. And it's funny because libertarians are always accused of being like, um, kind of robotic or analytical or not having like a heart. Um, and I just, I totally feel the opposite. Like I, the reason I'm a libertarian is because I really care deeply. Like I really care deeply about strangers. Even the reason I'm anti-war is not so much because of the American soldiers, which is tragic, but the ma majority of the people that die in wars are not the American soldiers. I feel bad because the fucking young, poor, innocent people that get blown up in Iraq and Yemen and all over the fucking world because of our policies. I feel awful about all of the young black men or whatever young men that have been put in prison for victimless drug crimes. Like this is all, all of my, all of my philosophy is bought is brought about by genuine deep seated care and concern for these people. And I think that that's another, another layer um, that we failed at, you know, we have failed in conveying this in a, in a compassionate manner that it's not just about like, Oh, I want to be left alone. You know, like it's true. I do. I want to be left alone and I don't want to pay taxes. And sure, there is some selfish instinct to all of this. But moreover, I don't want you to be fucked with. Like I want people to have yeah. an opportunity to look after themselves and their loved ones and do what I've done through this corrupt system is I want you to be free, man. And I just I really hope that um, that we succeed in, in getting this message out because I keep going back to it. But now or never, brother, <laughs> I, I think I think we are succeeding, though. I mean, it's nice to see like. Uh, for me, like when you were talking about the pandemic earlier, I had just got into podcasting because even before the pandemic started, I had got out of a relationship. I didn't even really listen to podcasts at all. I just started listening. Right. I listened to Joe Rogan, you know, because yeah. that's the one, you know, you're like, well, Rogan, he does podcasts, you know, got into him. And it just so happens that this guy, Adam Curry, who does the No Agenda no podcast. Agenda. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I fell into that. And that that to me. Uh, that's what really motivated me to do like podcasting because uh, I was uh, like, yeah. yeah, like that's what I've always been against is this propaganda. So sometimes I'll do episodes with uh, my co-host Seabass and we'll break down news clips and try to show stuff because they have so many great takes. And, and, oh, it's incredible. Yeah. And, and the news. And when you hear so much of the different clips, like you're saying earlier, like, yeah, these are things that we don't hear. Like these are not pushed. Oh, they're there, but they're they're pushed down while these other things are pushed up. Like, hey, uh, did you hear uh, – uh, what's it called? Uh, this singer did this, or this ex-football player, da da da. Whatever the the right. topic of the day is, tries to eclipse everything else. Right. Yeah. No. No. No agenda. I'll give you a secret. No agenda is a huge uh, part of where I source my material. Like Likewise. when I listen to that show, <laughs> you know, like they 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 do such an incredible job. Because like, there's no way I can watch all that news to figure out no way. all of the bullshit clips that they that they track down through their huge network of producers so no agenda is amazing i would highly recommend people check that out i i think that it's it's one of the best i think that they have uh, you know this is my personal critique i think they have a terrible opinion when it comes to economics because john c dvorak thinks that uh printing money is okay and they're ba they're both basically pro uh mmt modern monetary theory and i think that they're gonna fucking really regret that <laughs> but but other than that those guys are like airtight i love yeah. them yeah that's i i i love them too that's what kind of like i said that's what got me doing this how there's no yeah. way i could hear all the information like you said because i do listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of news but there's so much man like when people oh. tell me stuff like oh you didn't much. i try to stay up on on everything it's kind of actually nice that i'm just like 
my Instagram's kind of like, since they were like, oh, we're going to delete you. I was like, ah, I better just hop off this for a little bit. And it's kind of been nice because I was like getting too much like, all right, I got to post this. I got to find this because <laughs> people want like so much information. And a lot of people would tell me like, dude, you're where I get the news from, man. I didn't know about that until you. And I'm, they're like, I'm so done with the news. Even people that I would never have expected that were like news junkies that were like, oh, I'm seeing yeah, that yeah. to the death. They're even like, man, I can't listen to those guys anymore, man. It's just that's incredible. It's too uh, much. <laughs> did your did your uh, did your Insta get not uh, nuked? No, I didn't get nuked. They just gave me the threat, and then I just stopped posting. But oh, okay. I've done it before. I don't know if it works. Um, uh, I private I put it private, and then I just don't post anything. I'm not gonna post anything for a couple weeks. I feel like it cleans your slate a little bit. Like they forget about there you. You, you know what I mean? There's too many <laughs> of us, man. <laughs> I I hope it works. Good, yeah, and if you could just give everybody a shout-out to everything that, you know, like, let them know where they could go find you and everything. Absolutely, yeah, it's at Liberty Lock Pod on Twitter, uh, Liberty Lockdown on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, everywhere else. Um, I was just on uh, TimCast IRL on Monday. I have Dave Smith coming on on Thursday. Uh, my most recent episode was Maj Ture, which is an absolute banger. I hope you guys will check that out. I'm, I'm in talks with Dave Rubin to come on and a bunch of other huge names, so... Um, I would highly recommend you get on board. This shit is blowing up. Thanks again, man, for stopping by, man, and dropping some knowledge on everybody. And, uh, yeah, check everything out. We'll have all the links in the description, and you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. What's the world coming to? <laughs> In the fall, still chomping on hard. More I teach you, dumber you get. More I spit hotness, the more you listen to the counterfeit. I can't win for losing. I've been shackled, handcuffed, hung, and whipped like the bitch. Your excuse illegitimate. You can't tell me shit while I'm drinking the bloodshed of the innocent. Caught in bottomless situations. Only thing left is elevation, mind expansion. My shadow anthem crash, wipe out the mask. You can't withstand it. If I stop my rotation, y'all fall off this planet. Screaming, damn it, it's the only way to live. I gave my wife my rib, I gave my son my gun And told him never run until he had to Taught him secret ways to blast you Shooting over the front line You feel this in your skull, down your spine You gotta rewind uh, The world never stops spinning Man never stops sinning Hold on to God's unchanging hand In this lost land, I fight the uphill battle Walking the black brick, narrow kicking up gravel The world never stops spinning Man never stops sinning Hold on to God's unchanging hand in this lost land, I fight the uphill battle Walking the black brick, narrow kicking up gravel Distortion, flood the airwaves I count the last days in my inner city maze That's bound to go under Me fall with it hardly I got aim likely Harvey the beast Scarred me for life I never trust them crooked niggas again Shooting me rocks with a devilish grin How the hell you gon' protect me? I need protection from you That's why I keep heat under my seat And got you thinking that it's something sweet My bullets haunted You turn the corner, Turn with you, gotta hit you When the cloud comes down, I'll be there With a pound, spinning round, blasting My sound at a million civilians In quad buildings to LA Highways falling all night is crime writers, blazing streets with igniters Only excitement, dodging Indictment, seeking enlightenment Man must work, women must go through pain We all bleed the same, the real rules
rules of the game. Uh. The world never stops spinning. Man never stops sinning. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. In this lost land, we fight the uphill battle. Walk in the black, break narrow, kicking up gravel. The world never stops spinning. Man never stops sinning. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. In this lost land, I fight the uphill battle. Walk in the black, break narrow, kicking up gravel. Countless rotating around a black sun with firewalls that never burn out. In infinite wild rhymes compile. Scorching MCs at an unknown degrees. Using heat as my output. You niggas doing about fakes and race for the hell when I launch. These lyrics it will I calibrate with the triple dog Third world, third seed On the weak, I still feed indeed what? Giving me longevity Making me harder to capture Lovers clench tighter in their raptures Now no stopping, it's on and popping Hardcore dropping You running out of options Beats be knocking, cities be locking Breaking through, your blocking Can't stop us from rocking Shadow team, firing without tiring Continuous, venomous, lyricist uh, Bodies get torn, spirit Mother's mourn, father can't save the children of the corn The world never stops spinning, man never stops sinning Hold on to God's unchanging hand In this lost land, we fight the uphill battle Walk in the black brick, narrow kicking up gravel The world never stops spinning, man never stops sinning Hold on to God's unchanging hand In this lost land, I fight the uphill battle Walk in the black brick, narrow kicking up gravel The world never stops spinning, man never stops sinning Hold on to God's unchanging Hand. In this lost land, we fight the uphill battle. Walking the black brick, narrow kicking up gravel. The world never stops spinning. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.